I'm Mike Vardy. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, we have Andy Murphy, and I'm really excited to chat with him. Andy is the founder of Mindset by Design, and we're going to talk about designing your mindset, how NLP can help you, even if you're a bit skeptical about it, because you have a bit of a, you know, it's got a bit of a, I won't say dirty, but, you know, it, it does have a reputation that some some people really love it, some people don't. It's very polarizing. And then the different things in our lives that can temporarily, even permanently alter your mindset. And then we talk about things like set points and a whole bunch of other really cool things. Um, it was just a really, really great conversation. I enjoy chatting with someone who uh, bring, maybe brings something a little bit different to the table. That's what Andy does on this episode. So uh, stick around for this conversation, which is about to begin my conversation with Andy Murphy here on the Productivityist Podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Andy Murphy to the Productivityist Podcast. Andy, thanks for joining me today. Oh, I'm pumped, Mike. I'm I'm really excited about this. I want to talk today about this this idea of mindset, and this is something that I focus a lot on with with the people I work with, as well as just productivity in general, because a lot of it has to do with like the mindset. Most people just take a look at their to do list and they just right. start cranking, right? They just like they don't think about it very much, or they just think about let's get as much done as possible as quickly as possible, and then I can get to the things that really matter. So they're right. the, you know, and I've spent some time looking at Carol Dweck's you know growth mindset versus fixed mindset stuff. Like there's mm-hmm. lots of stuff out there, but what you talk about is like the the science of mindset, and I'd like to like dive into that a little bit. Um, sure. But before I do, what? What makes you qualified to talk about the science of mindset? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah, I love that question, Mike, because there's so many out people people out there that are just not. <laughs> I've um, I've done this for over 15 years all over the world. Worked with clients from Saudi Arabian royalty to CEOs running three, four hundred million dollar projects. And um, with the top internet marketers in the world, the top network marketers in the world, the top forex traders in the world, the top Amazon guys in the world. Um, yeah, I've worked with abuse victims, post-traumatic stress, and everything else you can possibly imagine to create, um, yeah, just people into awesome human beings. So 
when it comes to tapping into to the idea of 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 getting in the right mindset or just the yeah. idea of of understanding how mindset plays a role in in success and mm-hmm. in just in thriving rather than surviving mm-hmm. okay, let's let's touch on that a bit so sure. where where do most people fall down when they start to explore this thing you know when they start to think about it where where do they normally get stuck and then fall back into old habits yeah it's beautifully said it's well the first place things that people are going to understand is that your brain and neural nets and these patterns that are playing in your head or the movies or whatever you want to call them, they work just like a muscle. So when people start to understand that they've been pumping a certain part of their brain or beliefs or the way they're thinking, feeling, and acting all of their life, and that muscle, if you want to look at it this way, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger muscle. It's big, it's thick, it's, it's strong, and it's easy to do that habit. So when people come to make changes or go, come on, I'm going to do this now, and they get all pumped up, the challenge is that's not going to last long. And it's not going to last long because the neural net or the new version of them hasn't been built. So you're playing like an old version of you, like on a movie screen. It's looping in the background of your head. So for someone to feel, think, and act and perform a different way, first of all, we've got to get off that old muscle and switch on a new version of you. And when people can really start to understand that the, the way they see the world, the perspectives, their motivation is all connected to chemicals in their brain. It's all connected to beliefs about the future, money. It's connected to the attitude of what they're about to do next, next how they're going to get that done then what we have to understand is that the logic brain, which is the prefrontal cortex that most people work off, that's the decision-making bit, isn't really anything to do um, with your performance. It's just making decisions in the moment. So what we've got to do is really prepare the brain like an athlete getting ready towards an event. When I work with entrepreneurs, it's the same thing. We're training that brain or that muscle. Instead of it being on the outside, we train it on the inside, and we want that to perform a certain way. So the mistake that people make is that not realizing that your brain, the chemicals, your filter system, and everything in it is directly affecting every single moment of your belief, your decisions, and your motivation. So one of the things you talk about on, on, on the website, we're going to link to that in the show notes mindset by design, is the idea of neurolinguistic programming, which is mm-hmm. NLP, commonly known as NLP. Now, right. a lot of people balk at that. You know, they balk at this, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I, you know, when I'm looking at your stuff, what I, you know, when, when they feel, and, I, and I've come across this before, there's lots of people out there that use NLP really, really well. In fact, so well that you don't even know that it's being used, right? Like, especially yeah, it's if called you're... the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the internet. Actually, that's a really every good point. Every movie you know, that's ever been done, every advert that's played on well, TV. Well, yeah. every social media outlet, right? Like, you know, Everything. there's a lot of that stuff going on. But, but let's talk about how you can leverage that to affect, you know, your mindset in a positive way. You could also do it in a negative way, obviously. Absolutely. But, yeah, but what, absolutely. like, what's, if someone, first off, um, touch on what it is, like, just like a, mm-hmm. a Cliff's Notes version of it, because I think some people might go, what, what, what's NLP? They may have heard of it, but they're not quite sure. And then secondly, how they can leverage it 
it like on themselves because I think a lot of people balk when they feel like it's happening to them as opposed to them kind of, uh, you know, them kind of doing it to themselves, so to speak. Right. Well, that, I love that you brought that up because the thing about NLP, I don't just do NLP, but I'm a world leading expert asset. And it's basically what I've found. It's, it's the best user manual for the brain that exists. It teaches you how to repeat patterns. It tells you how to break patterns. It shows you how to the structure of memories. It shows you how to retrain your brain to do anything. So what we're talking about is the conscious and unconscious mind. And the conscious mind is that bit of your mind that me and you are talking in right now, Mike, but it's also that bit of your mind that psychologists, therapists, normal coaches, they just don't understand. They think it's talk therapy. Well, the challenge with it being talk therapy is if we understand the brain works like a muscle, Mike, and we go back to the past and start talking about the past or whatever it is, then that muscle is going to start to grow and that habit's going to start get easier to do. And that creates destruction in someone's business or performance. So what we've got to do is give people toolboxes so they can interrupt patterns. So they can change the focus in a moment. So they can switch and, and navigate through their self-talk in their head. So they can feel different. So they can switch on that motivation. And all of this is about really retraining that part of your brain that is blinking you, breathing you, affecting your lymph systems, your heart rate. That's called your nervous system or your body mind. So when we start to understand we have a conscious bit that's going to help us in the moment and we have an unconscious bit which is running on autopilot, like the software that plays in the background of a computer, I describe it like this, it's like the software that plays in the background of your head. What the heck does that mean? It means it runs automatically, it gets outdated, and it makes you perform a certain way. So when you start to understand that all NLP is is how to use the conscious and unconscious mind and recreate good behaviors or stop bad behaviors, then it starts to become much, much easier to understand. Now, because it is so powerful, because what we start using is language, and language inside the own head can destroy us or it can make us amazing, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is, is that the pickup artistry industry many, many, many years ago got hold of this technology, this understanding, this skill, and they abused it, right? Yep. It's simple. And that's like, it's like a, a knife. It can kill or it can cure you. It's the same thing. It's like with a doctor. So when we start to, instead of hurting people, we use this how to um, help ourselves. And then we use this skill of how to market. As long as what we're doing is helping people and serving people, then it's a beautiful thing. It's just like anything. People, um, yeah, people don't understand. They don't know what they don't know, Mike. Yeah, and they and they have an association with it based on, it's funny because, you know, I mean, again, as, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about like Facebook. Like there's a great example. I mean, it, even <laughs> though it's not, 
you know, implicitly stated that they're taught, like there's this, this programming happening to you. The mm-hmm, more you mm-hmm. put into Facebook, the more that you get feedback on that's either going to reinforce your own exactly. beliefs or it's going to be the polar opposite. You know what I mean? Yes. Because, because, yes. and that's, and so you're seeing that that's what's feed, you know, it's just actually before we got on the call, someone said, you know, they messaged me on Facebook to, they said, we'll text later. They go, I don't like being in Facebook because it's a vortex. <laughs> and that literally, I mean, I, yes. so I, I, I think that that's something to, to consider. Plus, you know, when I talk about time and people don't feel that they have, um, you know, that they, they don't have as much control over their time as they think, you know, they work a right. nine to five job. They're like, no, this is how it is. It's, it, you know, what I think NLP can do, especially when it's yeah, like you said, when it's used for good rather than evil, let's say, or for your own <laughs> personal gain, rather than right. let's say, so it, it becomes this thing that you can, you know, you, it, it, it helps you remove confirmation bias in a lot of ways, right? That idea that this is just how it is and this is the way it's supposed to be. And that's the end of end of the story. That's, that's not the case, right? Absolutely. And that, that brings, I love that, Mike. And that builds onto the next topic of understanding neuroscience, because when we start to understand neuroscience and the concepts behind it, including something called neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity, meaning the neural nets are completely hundred percent malleable. Just like DNA structure, if you mm-hmm. want to go there, but it's it's outdated. People used to think things were fixed. Everything's flexible and movable. So it doesn't matter if a client I'm working with running a business that's doing ten million dollars a year. There's always a level above, and it's not necessarily money. It's their own growth. It's their own performance. It's their own contribution, significance, um, love and connection a certain way. So when we can start to understand this, then what does that mean? Let me explain. There's different versions of us. And that's what people need to understand, first of all. And so me, or let's let's use an extreme example. Let's use an extreme example, Mike. Outside of business, let's talk about professional fighters, an extreme example. I've worked mm-hmm. with a lot of, um, a lot of pro fighters in, in my day and also been a, been a fighter. So what happens is, is that version of them that's about to step into that ring it's very unique. If you imagine it as a bubble, that bubble thinks a certain way, feels a certain way, acts a certain way, has a certain breathing rate, heart rate, has a certain focus, certain internal dialogue, certain the nervous system is firing a certain way, and the chemicals in the brain are being released a certain way. That is a specific peak state. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that version of that person is not the same version or the same hat they put on is when they go and talk to the mum, or they go on a date, or they're trying to relax. These are all very different versions of them, very different bubbles, very different um, filter system in their brain, very different beliefs, and very different, yeah, just versions of them. So they perform a different way. So the version of you that's doing marketing is not necessarily the same version that's closing deals. That same version who's closing deals is not the same version who's hanging out with their family. So when we start to understand this, these are very specific bubbles of neural nets, each with their own filter, each with their own chemicals, each with their own level of performance. So when we start to understand that, then this is how I've taken, like talking about fights, and I've taken professional fighters who've lost five fights in a row, and then they win a championship. Well, what's changed? 
right? Nothing. It's mm-hmm. purely how their brain's responding. It's the same with another client, you know, one of the top guys in the world with what they do. They were in a hundred grand a month doing well. But guess what? We changed their perspective. I retrained their brain. They did 10 million product launch that year. What changed? Was did I teach the business strategies and skills? No. How the brain was responding and firing and the perspective and that what it can see is the difference that makes the difference. Like me and you, Mike, we could both be sitting there looking at the sunset, buddy, right? Don't know why the sunset, mate. But, but we can look at that sunset. And I could be completely caught up in my head, not even notice, notice it really. But you could be looking at in absolute awe, absolutely mesmerized and have a life-changing perspective in it. But we're both looking at the same sunset. So when we start to understand these things in every context of your life, this is why people work with me, because I create results. So it doesn't matter if I've worked with Hollywood, um, getting actors on, on a TV set. It doesn't matter if someone's doing an IPO. It just doesn't matter, man. All of our brain responds a certain way, and we can retrain it just like a 100-meter a, a, a runner in the Olympics. He's trained his muscles and legs and everything to be timed to perform and respond a certain way. Well, if we can do that in sales, if we can do that with confidence, if we can do that with um, expansive thinking about your business to scale it, then that's how we create performance, mate. If you've made it to this point in the episode, I've got to assume you like it. And I would imagine that you've maybe looked at some of the past episodes we've featured here on the Productivityist podcast. If you've enjoyed past episodes or this one, what I'd love is to get a rating and a review in iTunes. Now, a rating alone is fine, but a review, what it does is provides context and, and some ideas as to what we can do to make the show better. When you leave a rating and review, it helps people find the show, and we're always looking at growing our audience and making the best possible productivity and time management podcast out there. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. All right, we're going to go in a bit of a different direction. I had something I was going to talk about. We're going to save it for the bonus episode. We're going to, I want to talk about gamification in the bonus episode. So for members, okay. you're going to be able to get that. But I want to talk about, because um, this, this has always been kind of in the back of my head. Whenever I see someone working with, you know, whenever I see someone that's in a, in a space where they they want to alter their mindset or they, or they feel like they are on the precipice of something greater and they don't know, you know, they don't know the next steps. What right. in your experience brings people to this level of, I need to, I need to either work with you or, or I need to, uh, I need to look into this. I need to figure out why, like I've plateaued and how do I get past that plateau? Because I think, you know, and, and again, this is for anybody. Like, I mean, I know we're talking about like super successful mm-hmm. people here and, and, and those p- super successful people at some point in time were just successful and maybe they weren't, Absolutely. you know, so what, what push it? Is it failure? Is it, is it stagnation? Is it like what in your experience, mm-hmm. what, what pushes people to this point of, okay, you know what? I've, I've, I've plateaued. Uh, it's time to get to the next level. And then further to that, cause I'm going to add a, 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 an, an addendum <laughs> to that. Um, what have you seen, uh, what happens to those people like that don't embrace this kind of thing that don't, that, that, cause some people will think, well, yeah, that's all well and good, but I'm just, uh, it just feels like it's too far afield for me, or I'm going to look awkward if I start, you know, 
um, reciting mantras or, or what have you. I'm not saying that's right. what you do, but there are some people that get caught up in the crowd of, I don't want to look like it. Like, you know, I don't want to look like an idiot in front of my friends or whatever. Cause I've seen this with myself, for example, like mm-hmm. I've seen that over the years, my, I, I've, I've, I've had some growth. I've evolved. And then right. as that happens, you end up being around different people that you weren't before. Mm-hmm. And you talked about the different versions of you. I mean, mm-hmm. the other night I was having beers with my buddies who I've hung out with for years. And then right. the week prior, I'm in, you know, New York City hanging out with people who are achieving at like high, high levels in their field, two completely right. different groups of people. Right. And, and I'm sitting there going, should I? And this is what, what I think happens is you, is you, is, is I'm sitting with my friends having beer going, is this the best use of my time? And which is, which is, which is a, to me, like it, it's almost like an inhuman approach to that. But, right. but, uh, you know, so I know that sounds like a lot to unpack, but no, it's the cool, the cool questions and cool points. I, I love it because it doesn't matter what someone's level someone's playing at. It's the same emotion. So if someone's stuck in a nine to five job now and has an idea of what they want to do creativity, but they don't know how to move forwards, what emotion are they in? frustration and fear confusion and so it's the same thing with someone's running a massive business right they maybe they they've plateaued a little bit or the opposite also mike maybe they want to keep the consistency mm. so if someone's selling out there and we know what that's like with selling sometimes you're on sometimes you're not but understand that's pure states that's changing state but if we can maintain that peak state then we create consistent performance that's the difference, right? So what the same thing is, what I've found is an entrepreneur is a very certain type of human being, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We have very similar attitudes, beliefs. We have a very, something inside of us pulls us forwards to do something and it takes risks. So when we're not moving forwards and we feel this intuition inside of us pulling us forwards, but we're not taking action, this creates frustration, it creates fear, and we can beat ourselves up. But what most people do, if they're not entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, they stay in that pattern of beating themselves up because they can't see clear. They can't see clarity. So when you start recognizing that where you are, it's just where you are and it's not who you are, then what that does is it frees us up to take the horse blinkers off the side of our eyes and actually open up to possibilities. And the way the unconscious mind works, if you give it one option, it will take it. Mm -hmm. If we create possibilities, if we create multiple options, it will find the one that excites it the most and it will head down that path. So, it's the, why does it create one option? Simply because one of the default settings of the unconscious mind is always to keep you safe. So it's always going to go back to its default setting or what I call a set point. It's always going to go back to that original place where the boundary around what's possible is, is smaller and your unconscious mind knows what's inside. So you can keep repeating those habits and feel safe. Doesn't mean you're happy. Doesn't mean you're you you want change. But it just means you're going to go back to what feels safe. So 
what happens is, is when people then get clear and they go, right, we're going to step this business up this year. We're going to take this to a whole damn level, this different level. I'm going to become brilliant, which means I'm going to stop that roller coaster of my emotions. I'm going to create laser focus. I'm going to get clear with where the direction of this is. And I'm going to switch my motivation on each day so I can go and connect with those people. Well, once you're in that frame, guess what? <sighs> That's being pulled forwards towards a, a vision. That's being pulled towards, towards a mission or a purpose. When we can do that, then does it really matter? Like Elon Musk, let's talk about Elon Musk. Do you think about the amount of people that must have come around Elon and gone, Elon, you're crazy. What are you doing? What are you doing trying to take people to Mars? What are you doing trying to change the world with with, with um different energy platforms. What are you doing trying to change the world with PayPal? What are you doing? Well, guess what? Like you said before, Mike, we grow. We evolve. And as we grow and evolve, that network around us grows and evolves and changes too. And that has to happen. And the reason it has to happen is because, one, we've all heard the concept your network is your net worth. Right. But what mm -hmm. does that really mean? Because people don't people say this stuff, but people don't understand what it means. We're act actually activating something in our brain called mirror neurons. Mirror neurons. Um, I won't go into the whole science and history behind it, but mirror neurons are designed so we can learn um, basically nonverbal communication skills real, real fast. These goes back to hunting. It goes back to fire skills. It goes back to a tribal part of our brain. So as we start to hang around with a new network, what that does is we start to mirror or model or copy their belief systems or views, their motivation and everything about them. So that starts to, we start to perform like them. And we actually earn within 25% of the, of, of the income that we hang around with the most. So suddenly that fear goes away. So it's, it's different. For example, let's look at it this way. If you hung around with, I don't know, you've, maybe you've never drank a day in your life and you go and start hanging around with people who drink, what are you going to start doing, Mike? going to start drinking, right? Mm -hmm. yep. If you start going to hang around with people who are athletes and you've never trained a day in your life, what are you going to start doing? You're going to start training. It's the same if you went and hung around with billionaires all day. You might not become a billionaire, but you're going to be well on your way. But why? The conversations are completely differently. Their focus is differently. The opportunities are completely differently between those three groups. So when we can start to understand whoever were around, what books we're reading, what movies we're watching, what TV programs, what YouTube channels we're watching is directly affecting how we feel and how our brain responds, then that's how we move forward. So to don't embrace that, once you understand the power of it, it, it just becomes silly. And that means those people wouldn't become high-performing entrepreneurs. They go back to their default setting of being safe and hang around with the people who they were hanging around with because they feel that they gain significance, love and connection um, from those people, which keeps them stuck instead of expanding into the world, leaning in, becoming the best version of them so they can then share their message with the world. Big difference. It's... Uh 
you know, I mean, there's so much more we can talk about and, and it's, <laughs> it's, 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 we're going to save some stuff for the bonus episode for sure, cool. because there's lots of, lots of, and again, I want to talk about that, that idea of gamification and this, sure. this, this process of getting unstuck when you feel like, you know, because it, it, I'm, sh- I know it happens more than once. And I'm, sh- I, oh, I know you, sure. I know you know that too. Andy, where can people find uh, your work online uh, so they can learn more about uh, how you help people with uh, designing their mindsets? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Easy. Um, just type Mindset by Design in Google. You can find that the podcast. There's like 170 plus episodes. Um, you can find me all over Facebook. You just go to mindsetbydesign.co, so .co, and you will, um, you will connect with me. Awesome, Andy. Thanks so much for joining me today on the show. My pleasure. My pleasure, Mike. And there you have it. Andy and I had a great chat. We have more to discuss on the bonus episode, which is for members only. And we talk about the idea of gamification and wisdom and and, and a whole bunch of other things. And maybe just one more thing, since it's called three more things. But uh, you can join us over at productivityist.com slash membership to learn more about that, as well as all the other benefits you get with becoming a member. Uh, that's it for this week. Thanks to John Polster for editing the podcast and producing it. Thanks to you for listening. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next week as we bring you another episode of the Productivityist podcast. Until then, I'm Mike Vardy, the founder of Productivityist, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>